0: Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. Today, we are talking about bubbles.
1: So many bubbles. Membles. A lot of bubbles. A ton of bubbles.
0: Did, did, okay, bubbles. when you were a kid, did you watch Finding Nemo with your family? Or, like, mm, not with, with my family but yeah. i did
1: watch finding nemo
0: okay because uh the the one is it the yellow fish that's obsessed with his chest of bubbles oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah became,
0: that became like a running joke in my family and i wonder to know if it became a running joke in anybody else's or like in anybody's friend group or whatever when you watch that film because it was like a huge running joke in our family
1: let us know in the comments or the dms yeah. if that was you and your family
0: yeah speaking of which i'm blue that's brad bubbles
1: uh yeah i brad <laughs> that blue um bubbles a lot of bubbles. Lots of bubbles a ton of
0: bubbles yeah so it's another film this week that we're going to be discussing but before we get into that we have to do our weekly update
1: yeah, yeah. so i've streamed a few times you have? So that's a thing mm-hmm. um i'm mate i'm telling you what i'm having an absolute blast with the stream deck it makes my life so much easier
0: Ooh, that's good that's fun i can't complain good what stream, yeah, stream deck it's is just, it
1: uh, it just makes life so much simpler
0: give us the text. it's
1: just tech. the regular elgato stream deck mm-hmm. it's not the xl or the mini it's just the regular one
0: mm-hmm. sometimes standard is best. but i
1: have it webified. like i have a bunch of anime pictures and anime gifs on it
0: nice
1: i'm having a blast mm-hmm. it's great so much fun also i signed up for high dive this week
0: Ooh.
1: yeah i got sick and tired of not being able to watch anything sentai film works mm-hmm. so I did it I do the thing um, I do have one complaint though Oh, their app and website are shit
0: mm, it's right. very
1: not user friendly it's very slow to load hard to navigate
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that shit mm-hmm. however on the flip side of that though I got to start a new anime and it it's pretty great, not gonna lie, I'm having a blast.
0: <laughs> Out of all people that could start a new anime, I don't think you're at the level of, like, reasonable time to start a new anime, but okay.
1: No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, I'm having a blast.
0: Okay, so what's this new anime about? I'm
1: managing to keep up with everything, I, I'm not falling behind on anything, so it's fine.
0: It's fine, just, you know, so eating and the, sleeping. The new
1: anime that I've started, i right, it's fine. <laughs> So I'm going to start another one next week. Oh. You, you know, we'll get there whenever we get there. Anyway, yeah. so the anime I started this week is called Your Boy Kong Ming. Okay. It's such a treat. Yeah. I sent you the OP for it, right? You did, yeah. What'd you think?
0: D- d- just... Uh, wow, you uh, brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. OP is a bop. Yeah, great. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. And the show is wonderful. So essentially it's about the three great Chinese kingdoms and uh, one of the kingdom's best war generals Kong Ming, who on his deathbed after warring for centuries and being the greatest general in history wishes for a peaceful life if he is to be reincarnated. Mm. And getting reincarnated does he. Mm. He wakes up in the middle of Shibuya in Tokyo on Halloween night in present day. Oh, And and he thinks it's hell.
0: Yeah. Well, reasonably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he stumbles around. He gets caught up with a couple of dudes who recognize him, although they think he's cosplaying. And they're like, yo, Kong Ming, come on, let's go hang out. Mm-hmm. And they take him to a club and he hears an artist singing and it touches his soul. He is so enamored with the girl singing that touches his soul that he is just absolutely taken in. And he's like, you know what? I will serve you. Just tell me what you want to accomplish and I will do it. And it's so much fun. Mm hmm. We've got to get through six more episodes, and then we're covering it. So mark it down. In six weeks, we're covering your boy Kong Ming, and I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> it sounds fun.
0: Okay, I'm in. I'm down. Oh,
1: you're, you're going to love it. It's between that and Spy Family. That's like my two biggest front runners for anime of the season. Wow. Although I say that. Kaguya Osama came out with a fucking banger this week.
0: Good to know. Good to know. I, I mean, I, I'm so excited. Mainly because who like
1: doesn't... Who, 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 who doesn't love Chica just shouting, motherfucker? It's
0: just, <laughs> you sent me that on Discord, and I was like, me. nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was dying. Plus, it got a special ED. So, not only did we get a rap episode in your boy Kong Ning this week, but we got a rap episode in kagi Osama as well the same week. And wow! I was like, wow! This is a very this is a great synchronicity. Like, I never would have expected that. But also, rap isn't really like, portrayed that much in anime. So it was interesting to be able to see that.
0: Yeah, and there's, like, a huge subculture of, like, rap music coming out of of Japan.
1: Yeah. So it was was really awesome. I mean, for one, because we all know that I'm a huge fan of J-pop at this point. Mm -hmm. But to actually sit down and listen to Japanese rap music, I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. Like, I love how everything flows in Japanese. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty cool. But also... I was watching this week's episode of Your Boy Kong Ming, and I was like, damn, I'm watching 8 Mile. Holy shit. <laughs> but, oh, uh, I saw, I saw, uh,
0: um, uh, I think it was a TikTok, to be honest, this week of sign language interpreter rapping, sign language rapping Eminem's rap guard whilst he was performing.
1: Oh, my God. She was
0: incredible.
1: That poor interpreter. I mean...
0: She was doing her thing, you know? She yeah. looked like... i would have mean, to be, but my God. I don't understand sign language, so I can't tell you if she was doing a good job, but it looked good to me.
1: I feel like I've seen that video before, and she's just, like, basically Naruto, like, hand jutsuing.
0: Yeah. Well, I do know, or at least I think I know, I really know very little about sign language, but I feel like... Somewhere in the recesses of my brain, I know that you're supposed to sign with the same attitude as the words that are said. Uh-huh. Like if you're interpreting, so that people get the the like the sarcasm or like the context or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but she had attitude, so I don't know. I thought she did. I mean,
1: it. Eminem's entire music catalog is nothing but attitude, <laughs> so true. it makes sense. That's true. I mean, Eminem's great. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of what Mr. Mathers puts out, so I get it. Mm. his entire album is pretty much nothing but attitude Mm -hmm. but yeah so anyway that's pretty much been my week just anime so much anime holy shit i'm having a great time like no joke this is probably one of my favorite anime seasons of all time just because of i'm loving everything i'm watching like i have nothing to complain about
0: awesome good
1: like no joke whenever this season ends i could probably without hesitation fill up 12 weeks of 12 different anime that I'm just having a great time with that we can cover on the podcast to stay relevant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I'm having a blast. Good, good. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are.
1: Yeah, so how was your week? What have you gotten up to?
0: Not a crazy amount. I finished up school officially this week. Um, hey! Is, yeah, that's good. Um, I Oh, I went to a car show today.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we have the 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 van back on the road. So for those of you guys listening that don't know, my parents own a Volkswagen camper van. It is a, a 1982 Vanagon Volkswagen camper van with the pop-top. Um, mm-hmm. And you had it for a few years now. But over the winter, my dad did some work on it, and we just got new wheels for it because the wheels didn't, fit they were like they weren't the original van's wheels so you had to get new wheels and the tires were also worn so through that the like the the underlayer <laughs> was showing not like the rubber but like the underlayer um under the tires because, yeah like
1: the actual threads
0: yeah because um because the wheels didn't fit properly. And so it was like putting pressure in the wrong area. And so it was like where, you know, like when you see somebody that doesn't wear their shoes evenly and then they have like one patch of their shoe that's like really worn down and the rest of their grip is fine. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that. But for the for the van. Um, so my dad went and got some new wheels. And um, so now we have matching wheels for the van, which is nice. Still have some more repairs to do on it. The gear, we were having trouble with getting it into second gear. Like it would go from first to like jam and then third and like second gear just wasn't working. So my dad ended up having to change the entire gear box, whole thing had to be changed out. Um, and uh, and still we were having some issues with it. So we did an oil change on it um, and that surprisingly helped a fair amount, um, which is good. So it's not like popping out of second anymore. And then the bar on that, because like it's a pop top, so it has like a latch and then like you push a button and then you pop the top up and it's like really stiff. And that bar is like a huge metal bar and like me and my mom um, can't push the button in to, to start the pop of the pop top. It's just too stiff. Um, so we still have to replace that. That has to be replaced or like fixed in some way, but we think probably just replaced because it seems like rusted through and not nice. We need to put new carpet in the bottom. Um or at least like we're not gonna take out the old carpet because we don't we're trying to keep everything as original as possible. But um we're gonna put like a, a rug over the top so that if like because Tilly kind of gets a bit carsick She got carsick today. We had to go quite a ways Aww, poor Bean! I know yeah we had to go quite a ways to get to the um uh to the car show And she got, she got pretty carsick. She gets, we kind of, we know that she gets carsick. So we try and like stop for coffee on the way so that she can have a break and have some water and eat some grass and then (laughs) do fine. Um, And then, but on the way back, it was about to storm and the bus is not the best at handling wind so we were like okay we're just going to chug through home and we got to the top of the hill we live at the bottom of the hill we got to the top of the hill and I look over and Tills is sick and I'm like oh Tills we're literally two minutes from home and we have driven like an hour by that point it's like oh two minutes from home but she just couldn't hold on but you know she felt so sorry for herself as well. She knows that she's, like, not supposed to, like, make a mess inside. So she always feels so guilty. And you can just tell, like, her ears are down. She's feeling so sorry for herself. She's like, I sh- I feel sick. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, Chelsea, we know you didn't mean to. We know you didn't do it on, person- in pu- on purpose. It's fine. But, yeah, she-, she knows that she's not supposed to make a mess in the-, in the van. So she feels so bad about it. It's like, oh.
1: No. Yeah, but Bean. she's fine
0: now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about getting some, like, talking to the vet, at least, about getting some, like, car sickness, like, motion sickness medicine for her. Um, but before COVID, like, when she was a puppy, she used to get really sick in, in vehicles. Just from, like, 20-minute, 15-minute journeys she would get sick. And then we'd kind of, like, worked her up into the point where we, would, we could go camping and we'd be driving through the mountains and we'd be driving for miles and she would be fine. And then COVID happened and we didn't take her out in the car like at all because all of the dog parks were closed. So, and the only way that we were going out to walk her was just in the local community because there was no point taking her anywhere else, you know. And uh, and we, I, we already live in the prairies. Like if we want to take her to a random field, like there's one next door, you know. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. so um, so there was no real point to taking her for long journeys. So she spent like two, two and a half years not Going outside in a car and uh and so she's she's having to readjust again. I think she'll be fine pretty quick, but yeah, she gets she gets motion sick. Um
1: well, hopefully bean adjusts soon, because yeah. nobody likes a sick bean.
0: No, no. I used to get motion sickness as a kid. I, I wasn't used to like in, in Britain you don't travel distance <laughs> very very much. Um hmm. because like everything is everything is small. Everything is small in Britain, it's a small group of countries. It's a small place. Um you don't need to go far. And I remember like going on trips to like my aunts and uncles and they would be like 2 hours away and it was an excursion, you know. It was like the biggest mm-hmm. the biggest deal. And and it wouldn't be that far. I mean it would probably be like half of the journey that we travel today. It's just traffic and old weird Roman roads that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and then over here obviously you just get on a highway and you drive north or south for, like, three hours, <laughs> and then you're, you're in a different, like, I don't know, the same. You're in the, the exact same place that you were, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In Europe, you drive that far, you're in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's amazing the overall differences in mm-hmm. size compared to Europe and yeah. a lot of that land area compared to here, because, mm-hmm. I mean, Canada, Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the provinces in Canada are massive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know how big they are in in comparison to American states, but we have much less provinces and territories than you guys have states. Um, And we're the second largest country in the world by Mm landmass. So our provinces must be like four of your states. On average, hmm. right? I should think. Well, I think
1: landmass wise, you've got Russia, Canada, yeah. the U.S.
0: Is it the U.S. third, or is it like China? I'm gonna Google it.
1: I don't think China landmass wise is
0: third that big. Largest country, uh, China by landmass. Oh, look at that! And then United States runs up four. Uh, something like that. You get fourth. You're just off the podium. Uh, that's fine. And then Brazil. I could see that. And then Australia, India, Argentina, Kazakhstan, and Algeria based on this list that I just quickly Googled. If that's wrong, don't blame me, blame Google. It was the top link.
1: <laughs> I love how Russia has like almost double the land mass of the second largest country.
0: Yeah, Russia's huge. But then, I mean, like both Russia and Canada have a lot of land that isn't exactly habitable. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is, but it isn't. It's like, just
1: a frozen wasteland. Yeah.
0: And then we also have like, like dots of land. Like, there's like islands that are up north, and then they're not really, like, in the winter, they're all connected by a big ice sheet. But if you take away the ice sheet, then they're just mm-hmm. islands and it's just scattered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: Scattered everywhere. Yeah.
0: Mom and I were joking earlier um, about, because we think, I think, my mom says at least, that the, um, The sniper with the longest range, like the longest shot on record or whatever, is a Canadian. Um, I think. I don't know. That's a theory. Um, (laughs) But we were joking about the fact that he was probably from Saskatchewan, which is the province one over for me, because it's like the flattest of the prairies. So he probably just lived like up north of the prairie and then saw a deer all the way down south and was like, ah, there you go. I can see it clear. Shoots right across the province. Because there's, like, nothing <laughs> in Saskatchewan.
1: Let's see here. Yeah, the longest recorded sniper kill in history was done by a Canadian.
0: Ah, there you go. And it is
1: 3,540 meters.
0: I, I can't even, like, conceptualize how long that is. Like, I can't fa- Like I can't so, picture it. So, you
1: know an American football field? Yeah. Pretty much almost 39 of those. End on end. Nice. <sighs>
0: That's crazy. Dude.
1: I'm trying to, like, that's well that's well over a mile Yeah, in American units, if that makes sense.
0: Well, England uses miles. In
1: fact, well. I think that's almost two miles. Yeah. Mm. So almost two miles. It's that far. So holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. That, that's very far.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. I can't even see that far with my glasses on.
1: I can't see far at all, even with my contacts in, because I'm a blind bitch.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't read the book that's across the room from me without glasses on. Mm,
1: I can, I can read the manga that's over here beside me.
0: <laughs> <I have laughs> what is this bit I have, into? I have the High School Musical "I'm Always There" beside me tune going through my head now.
1: I mean, but it's so just You and a manga the, since my recording. <laughs> I mean, I've got several manga over here because since my recording booth setup is like right beside my bookshelf, I'm sitting mm. here. I'm looking at Doctor Stone, Your Name, mm. Orange, uh, mm-hmm. twenty three volumes of Demon Slayer, all the volumes mm-hmm. of Your Name, Orange. That's all I can see without moving my head over to look at the rest of the shelf. Nice. But you nice. know what else I could see today? What bubbles?
0: Bubbles. Yeah let's let's bubble into it uh yeah (laughs) honestly what's wrong with us today this recording is crazy
1: i don't i don't know i had an energy drink before stream so maybe i'm still just running off of that because i'm not as tired as i typically am whenever we sit down to record these late
0: i am extremely tired i had a nap then i woke up realized that i was running a bit behind panicked messaged you Uh and then now we're here
1: (laughs) So did you wait till today to watch this like I did?
0: Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you had to work today, got off, came home, and I was like, all right, time to watch Bubble.
0: Yeah, I, in my head it's Bubbles, but it's just, yeah, it's just singular.
1: Yeah, it's just Bubble. Just Bubble. Just Bubble. And Bubble just. is available on Netflix. They have mm-hmm. the streaming rights for it. Yes. Bubble was directed by Tetsuro Araki. Mm -hmm. It was made by Wit Studio, and for those who are unfamiliar with Wit Studio, that's the studio that did the good three seasons of Attack on Titan, not the final season slash three seasons. Uh, I'm still pissed. I'm still so fucking pissed. Uh, Mappa, Mappa, Mappa. Anyway. (laughs) So, it was released on Netflix on April 28th of 2022. It had a theatrical run beginning, or it's going to be beginning on May 13th, which is interesting considering it's on Netflix. So, I'm curious as to why they're giving it a theatrical release, unless they just want to make some money i guess
0: yeah i mean i guess it could just be exposure i feel like netflix kind of buries a lot of stuff just because there is so much content on there so if you're not already kind of in the anime circle you probably won't know about this and even if you are in the anime circle it might not be one of the ones that's like top of your radar right now um and a lot of people just go to the movies just to see what's on
1: i mean yeah maybe but also i've seen like paid advertisements for it on tiktok and whatnot so obviously netflix is promoting it in some way shape form or fashion
0: yeah well it's produced by warner brothers japan which was also very mm-hmm. weird to open an anime movie and then get the warner brothers logo that was very bizarre experience. yeah i was
1: i was confused on that as well i was like yeah. oh okay
0: <laughs> yeah um it does kind of throw you for a loop but um i feel like maybe they're they're just pushing it and I don't know, I kind of feel like anything that has a theatrical release right now, they're just kind of winging it since COVID. They're just like, eh, we'll, we'll see how it does.
1: Yeah, I mean, might as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, I think Doctor Strange is open to a good weekend so far, so I guess we'll see.
0: I guess yeah, we'll, we'll see how and, it
1: does in the Japanese box office and go from there.
0: Well, and considering the fact that Netflix has um, not had as many projected subscriptions as they thought they were going to, Maybe we'll start seeing more things being kind of test run on uh, online platforms because like most people don't subscribe to every online v- video platform, right? So there's going to be some that get missed. So maybe they'll do trial runs on small. I mean, Netflix isn't exactly small, but maybe we'll start seeing that we'll, them doing like trial runs on web platforms and then putting them on theater releases as well. And then you can choose to either go to one or the other.
1: Give it to Crunchy.
0: Yeah. It would be nice if all anime was just on one platform, like forever.
1: It would be so nice, but damn it, I had to get a High Dive subscription just so Mm -hmm. I could watch two fucking anime.
0: It's Dive coming back to bite you for all of that rude commentary that you said about it.
1: Dive can still go fuck itself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, never uh,
1: again.
0: (laughs) Back into bubble. Um. so the dropped rate is a 0.78% very standard for a film um, even yeah, uh, yeah standard for a film wouldn't even say that it's low or high just standard
1: I feel like it's a little high for it to be as new as it is though
0: that's true it's only got a 7.40 out of 10 on my anime list and then a 3.87 or a 7.74 out of 10 on anime planet so and both of them don't have a lot of contributions just because of the fact that it is very new so it's probably going to be one of those ones I mean I'm going to go back through at the end of the year before we do our anime awards and go through the entire year's worth of dropped rates and update them and see what we're looking at for the end of the year but the thing about
1: it is though is that rating sits about
0: like yeah it doesn't I mean it
1: sits average and it sits kind of In fact, I think it sits a little high, because have you been seeing stuff about this on Twitter and TikTok like I have? No, I haven't. Because whenever it released, there were a lot of people talking about it, and I feel like the reason it's so talked about is, for one, it's on Netflix, but two, it was done by Wit, who, Mm. again, at this point, everybody knows did the first three seasons of Attack on Type. So it kind of pushed it to the forefront of everyone's minds, and everybody thought that again, because it's wit, that it was going to be amazing. And then everybody, I feel like, had too high of expectations going into this to where they were kind of disappointed. Because we'll get into it a bit more whenever we talk about it. But I went into it with a very open mind, considering I had those high expectations until everybody started talking about it. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, okay, like I'll kind of keep this in the back of my mind. I had a really good time with the film. I cried,
0: Mm. obviously. (laughs) Of course you did
1: but it wasn't like a you know real deep cry or anything it was just like a couple of tears shed
0: yeah well considering last week we did castle in the sky another film ghibli film um that got a 0.18% drop rate i just went back and checked this is mm. 0.78 which is a, like a 0.6% difference which is big for a film
1: i mean also considering the number of, the fuck the number of people that have seen castle in the sky versus the number of people that have seen this Mm. so i even i feel it's high for what it is
0: yeah even going back to from up on poppy hill which uh, i covered earlier in in, on the year uh that's a 0.25 percent that's also a ghibli but yeah yeah, Again, there's... anything
1: Ghibli is going to do well just because it's Ghibli, even if it's not like one of the big five or however you want to look at it. Anything Ghibli, people are going to watch and finish just because it's Ghibli.
0: Yeah. So for a better comparison, last year we covered words bubble up like soda pop, which I feel like is very comparable to this. That got a mm-hmm. 0.66. So that's more along the lines of this, but still below bubble. mm mm-hmm. So, Bubble has, you know, looking back, it has a fairly high drop rate for a film.
1: So, did you enjoy this, or words bubble up like soda pop more?
0: Oh, that's a difficult question. Um, This, aesthetically, is better. Mm-hmm. Um, It's very cliche. And they tell you what the end of the movie is going to be in the beginning of the movie. And I don't consider that a spoiler, because it spoils itself. Mm-hmm. So it's very
1: much, I want to eat your pancreas, and that kind of
0: yeah you know what the ending is gonna be they've told you what the ending is i Mm. mean okay i'm gonna i don't okay i wanna maybe put a spoiler (laughs) in front of that just in case i don't know because like but yeah they do i mean it tells you how it's gonna go like it spoils it for you um
1: Spoiler chicken hats.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you, watch, if you listen to this, then you, there is a vague chance that we may spoil things beforehand. We try not to, but yeah. It's rated a PG-13. I understand why there's destruction as a theme throughout. The opening theme is Bubbles featuring Uta by Eve, and then the ending theme is Jane Matane by Riria. Mm. So those are those. And then I will give a quick synopsis and then we're going to jump into it because I feel like both of us are kind of like on the verge of wanting to just jump in. Um, So yeah, we're in Tokyo. We're in kind of modern society, maybe a few years in the future. It doesn't really establish a year, but like fairly around now. And we're in Tokyo. There has been an accident in the past where um, a section of Tokyo has been um, kind of closed off because of a gravitational issue that has occurred when these bubbles fall from the sky. And there was a a lot of destruction during this event. And then there are these group of kids who um, were like orphaned either because of this event or were previously orphaned and were just kind of like able to hang around and they just hang around in this anti-gravity or like strange gravity kind of bubble field um, where there's like lawlessness and, and no real, like way of working things out and they're kind of being monitored by um, this couple of scientists who are studying the bubbles and all of that kind of stuff and they're inside this one giant bubble dome thing um, and then they come across uh, a girl who uh, they then go on various adventures with to uh, about these bubbles it's all about these bubbles and this anti-gravity field thing, that's the premise of the film um, it is a romance, I believe. Like, it's it's like a... Uh, it actually doesn't have...
1: I was going to say, I don't... I feel like I can't call
0: this a romance. Yeah, so... Anime. Recognize. My anime list. My enemy list doesn't have. And normally, they have like what it is. It, they don't have a list of of genres for this. But Anime Planet calls it um, that. It has tags. The tags on Anime Planet is romance, isolated society, orphans racing, and original work. So take from that. I would that just what you call mean.
1: this a sports anime with like <laughs> slight, very, very slight hints of romance.
0: I, I I would consider romance to be a fairly a fairly main plot point, but it's also like a kind of utopia in a way, like a word, like a, it's like a, not a utopia, um, what's the other one? Like almost the exact opposite of utopia. Dystopian? Uh, like a, like an apocalypse vibe feel? Yeah,
1: dystopian.
0: Yeah, dystopian, dystop, thank you. Somebody has a brain here and it's not me. <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: no no i just get the brain cell this week normally okay. it's
0: you okay next week i get it cool um uh yeah it's like that it's it's i don't know okay one thing i did want to say that before we chuck on those spoiler chicken hats legit legit is that the art style throughout this film looks like fan edits you know when like uh a, like fan drawings look like they're like a, a beauty shot of your favorite anime character mm-hmm. The whole the whole film looks like that. There's like a there's like moments of these like beauty shots that throughout that look like somebody has done a fan drawing of these characters. Because you know when Mm -hmm. they do them, they got like the eyelashes and the eyes are all sparkly and all that kind of stuff. That's just this film. This film is a fan edit.
1: I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's very weird because as someone who adores things like you know high quality animation and stuff like that, I was that shit was very jarring. Mm. and i'm a big fan of sakuga and anime like anytime like the animation budget is like highly increased for certain frames and stuff like that like i love that mm-hmm. this was too much mm-hmm. Wit. you did not have to flex so hard with yeah. those shots because they just felt so out of place and here's the thing the environmental stuff even though a lot of that i would say was done with cgi and then drawn over Mm-hmm. It didn't feel CGI. No, the parkour yeah. did not feel CGI. Like everything flowed mm-hmm. well. Like they did phenomenal with a lot of the stuff that they put detail into. Mm-hmm. But those shots, holy shit!
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I do feel like there was some moments where there was so much detail in one section of the shot that another section of the shot looked plain. And you can kind of get away with that for short shots, you know, for it's like only a moment where you're supposed to be, your eye is drawn to one specific area and then it flicks to another shot, but they were lingering on those shots for a while. And it gave you you time to look at the focal point and then for your eye to travel. And when your eye travels, you are then drawn out of it because then you notice the dramatic difference between the focal point that they're trying to draw your eye to and the rest of the frame. Um and so you do there are moments where you like you're conscious of the fact that they have stepped up the animation budget here and like have have gone into detail work. And I I was as I was watching it, I was going, that's a fan edit shot. That's a fan edit shot because it they looked like you went on like the fan Wikipedia page and or like on um deviant art or something and were looking at fan edits of those characters it kind of it made it not even seem like they were those characters because you do have this level of expectation like it felt yeah i guess that's the thing is it felt it detached the the visual from the character because we have in our mind the way that a character looks throughout like because not every shot was like a glam shot right so so there was like shots where they looked normal and then shots where they looked hyper you know pretty and the ones when they looked hyper pretty didn't look like the character they looked like artist sally at animathon
1: well it's one of those things like with yuta i feel Mm. like they were hyper realistic but they weren't necessarily different yeah whereas hibuki the one they did while he was unconscious Mm. i was like who the fuck is this
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: i was I was very confused with that one.
0: I feel like maybe if they had just scaled it back just a little, it would have been better. I feel like maybe they just did a few too many. And if they had just done Mm. those kinds of glam shots in the moments where something really emotional was happening or something really intense was happening, then it would have been like more strategically used. But I kind of feel like they were like, oh, this looks really cool. Let's put it everywhere. And then it lost the... Intrigue of just being a really nice shot here, a really nice shot there to just enhance a moment. And it ended up being like a, oh, spot the shots, you know?
1: Mm, And I feel like it happened way too often. Yeah. As well. Like if they had done it once or twice, it probably wouldn't have been so jarring. Yeah. But the fact that it happened kind of frequently and it was done to the extent to where, like you and I had said, it just didn't even look like the character anymore. Mm -hmm. it's at that point where i was like "Mm, i don't like that i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to dock points for that
0: yeah and uh, the thing about it is is that i don't want to necessarily dock points for it in the sense that like they clearly put so much effort into it and they do look stunning very very beautiful shots oh yeah
1: like that was shinkai or Mm -hmm. kyoani levels of beauty but just because it takes you out of the moment to where you like in KyoAni or Makoto Shinkai whenever you see those shots they're consistent so you're just in all the entire time of yeah. what you're seeing rather than like shots here or there to whenever you see it it pulls you out of the moment because you notice it
0: yeah and and I, like I think Uta as you said is kind of able to be an exception because spoiler chicken adds on but she's kind of this um, ethereal character Mm. she's not the same as the other characters so it's it's kind of a spoiler but also not really it was a gentle spoiler (laughs) but i'm gonna Mm. say spoiler chicken ads on throughout the rest of this she's she's kind of this more like ethereal like not like she's she's able to be an exception because of her character right so you can make her look like whatever you want to look like
1: but she's also done in a different art style to yeah. the rest of the characters as well. The mm-hmm. rest of the characters kind of fit like more of a modern day, like character design, mm-hmm. whereas Uta was very like late nineties, early two thousands, drawn over with modern technology.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Even with with hairstyle and with aesthetic and with face shape, all that kind of stuff, Uta does yeah, feel face
1: shape eye shape like Mm -hmm. everything about her like outfit everything just screamed i was like huh like which early 2000s anime did she get plucked
0: from yeah um and then hibiki is kind of like the bridge between uta and the rest of the side characters Mm -hmm. um he has elements that make him more ethereal just in his and it's kind of in his personality it's also kind of in his his physical ability but he's not i don't know he's not he's not a mythical creature like she is
1: no definitely not i feel like the only thing that makes him like in any vein quote-unquote ethereal is his connection with yuta without actually realizing it yeah which now that we're actually sitting here talking about i feel like my brain is actually working and like piecing things together that I just didn't notice at the time, because now I'm like, all right, critique time. Let's piece everything together.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go over the main plot line, starting from the beginning. So we start off with Hibiki and the rest of his guys doing their parkour race.
1: Battlecore.
0: Yeah, parkour, free-running combo together on anti-gravity shit.
1: Yeah essentially this is how all disputes supply distribution and everything is settled inside of this dystopian future it's pretty much capture the flag parkour edition
0: yeah and it looks sick i would so do this
1: oh 100 again the animation and the way all of the parkour was done was just so smooth i had a blast watching it i was like you know i really want to go out and do some parkour but then i'm like no you're old you're fat don't do that and i'm like yes brain you are correct i don't need to do that i will die
0: (laughs) hey my dad learned how to snowboard in his mid 50s so if he can learn how to snowboard in his 50s you can do parkour
1: i got a bad back and a bad knee
0: my dad was 50
1: again bad back bad knee
0: uh, Everything else
1: might be young But bad back, bad knee Which are two things that you need for parkour
0: Well, strap up And and have fun (laughs) Uh, um, Get on a snowboard instead then No (laughs) Don't, you have to be in a constant (laughs) squat to snowboard Um, Go swimming Become free I love swimming,
1: yes I'm definitely not getting into diving though That's not a bad idea (laughs)
0: Uh, okay, anyways, so uh, Hibiki has a auditory condition where he is, like, hypersensitive to sound. We learn more about that later, but I guess we could just jump into it now. Um, his mom was a bitch, horrible person. Yes. Like, like really not, not nice person. No.
1: You're lying April levels of not nice.
0: Yeah, just, like, ditched her kid because he can hear exceptionally well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I understand it. It is, especially in Tokyo, a horrible, like painful thing. Like both Brad and I know that we have quite sensitive hearing. I had a very severe ear infection as a child that meant that like, yeah, that my hearing is sometimes more sensitive than others. And like, I have my computer volume, I think it's on like um, 6% right now out of 100. (laughs) Well, it's a percent obviously. Hey,
1: see, look at that.
0: Yeah. So like we're used to having things pretty low. Um, So yeah, like in a way we get it. But, like, just to, like, ditch a kid because he hears well, like, I don't... uh... Anyway, he wears a crop top, which is boss move. Right? Yeah. He looks so good in that crop top. More anime characters in crop tops. I love a good crop top. (laughs) That's the one thing I take away from him. He can hear well and he wears a crop top. (laughs) But he's also... too well, crop top. Honestly, though, he's also got this exceptional ability to do this parkour because he can hear the bubbles um the bubbles are like they make a noise and when they make noise he can like hear them and land on them in a specific way like he gets them He he and the bubbles are on the same vibe they like their frequency is matched and um yeah so then they just go through and they do parkour fights and then then they hibiki has this thing where he wants to go up to the top of tokyo tower because that's kind of where like the big thing happened the explosion happened And he went to get to the top, but everyone's like, you can't do that. And nobody else has been able to do that before. And it's it's been like several years since the beginning explosion at this point. And Shin, who is one of the, I don't know, actually, I don't, it's never really established if he's just like, just the parkour guy who just hangs out and watches the kids, or if he's also a scientist, because very early on in the film, you kind of think that he's a scientist because he says the reason why they're allowed to be here is because we watch over them. And so, but he says that to Makoto, who is the scientist. So you kind of like, I don't know if he's like, he's contributing to the science in any way. You never see him do any science, but like, what does he do? (laughs) Who is he?
1: Well, he's one of the old guard whenever it comes to parkouring. And I think he might've been another one of the people that was near Tokyo Tower whenever it got, you know, exploded.
0: Yeah. Cause well, there's a, there's a one shot about, he is probably the most interesting character because So much is hinted at, but nothing is explained, because there's this one shot where he's holding a photograph of him, a woman, and a child. And so you go, "Ah, that must be his wife and kid. But he's not old enough to have had a, I mean, unless he had a kid very young, because the kid was like 10 in the photo. And you always kind of get the impression. I mean, I could
1: see him being in his late 30s.
0: Like, no, I got the impression of him being, like, 28, like, 29. Like, I didn't see him being... No,
1: dude was definitely animated, or like, older than how I look.
0: I definitely got... Okay, I'm seeing that Dude was a animated like older. a
1: dad. Uh, yeah, dude's animated like a dad.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't... I, I don't know. Okay, maybe he is older, but I got the... Maybe it's just because he's got, like, a young energy. I, I put him at, like, late 20s, early 30s. But whatever. Either way, he could have had a kid at, like, 20. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Um... But anyway, but then it's like 5 years from then on afterwards as well. So maybe he's like 35. If he had a kid at 20, the kid was 10.
1: Anything's possible. 5 minutes
0: later. 5 minutes later, 5 minutes later he's 35. <laughs> uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but I still don't really get what his job is that. Like like he just like hangs around, I don't know. I don't. I feel
1: like anything. he's just there to watch out for the I think but he's it's... just there to watch after the parkour people but that's the conversation the cars, he had you
0: know? at the beginning sounded like he had permission from some kind of government entity to watch over the kids to do but no government would be like "Eh, okay fine <laughs> i don't get that we're anyway. gonna let
1: one person that does parkour watch over an entire city chunk
0: especially does parkour to the level of being so dangerous. He was in a near fatal accident himself. And let's let that person watch over all of these kids that do parkour.
1: I mean, he's got a leg up on the competition. It's fine.
0: Bad. No. (laughs) Anyway, he's a badass. We like him. Good character. Uh, He's just so many things that are left unexplained, just very Uh small hints of things that are then you never get anything else. Um, same for, like, the vast majority of these characters, to be honest. Like, even Uta isn't explained, like, if she's a friggin' alien, or, like, what is she? Like,
1: No, no, she bubble, they come to life. She
0: bubble. And, okay, so while all of this is happening, Uta and Hibiki are, like, becoming friends, and everyone is like, ah, oh, they have a thing together. Like, he's becoming less... Antisocial and yay bonding, and then throughout all this time, she's learning to like communicate, read, write, all that kinds of stuff. She reads this story. I think that I think in the in the movie they they showed the cover of the book, and it looked like it was one of the original Hans Christian Andersen versions of the Little Mermaid, but it's not the the original. Yeah, it's not the it's not the version that I grew up with, and I don't know whether I grew up with the Hans Christian Andersen version. I think I did, but it, I don't remember the sisters calling her back. Maybe it's just because it's been a long time, but I don't remember the sisters calling her back to the water. Uh, I do remember her turning into white horses. They call them. She turns into bubbles here. She turns into the white horses. That's what I would say. In, do you call them white horses? What do you call them? Call what? The wave tips of an ocean mm, where it goes white and frothy.
1: I don't know suds.
0: <laughs> okay we call them white horses in england because they look like you know like white horse like horses that are standing up on their hind legs and they're like rearing uh-huh yeah the the wave when it like goes forward it looks like a row of white horses that are like going to shore
1: frosted tips got it
0: <laughs> anyway she turns into the white horses that's how i always remembered it is she turned into but yeah bubbles basically she turns into bubbles and then so like halfway through the film you get this and then you're like okay well Uta's made of bubbles we've known this since we met her with her bubbly finger so um and she called him she literally called him the prince and called herself the little mermaid so you're watching all mm-hmm. of them and you're like well i know how this is gonna end i'm like this is She's going to turn into bubbles. Oh, be literally,
1: sad. the first time they make contact and you see that, I was like, oh, no, why you do this? Yeah,
0: so there's now no... now I know I'm
1: going to care.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I hate to be cynical about it, but because they tell you the ending and you know that the ending is going to be sad in that way, you do brace yourself when you're watching the film. And so you kind of, at least I did, I emotionally retracted and started making jokes about things because I was like, otherwise I'm going to be sad. So I'm just... <laughs> gonna take the piss out of it because like
1: did i want to eat your pancreas just scar you that much
0: uh, i think it's just life
1: (laughs) i mean fair enough
0: yeah okay so then more fights happen there's also this rival parkour group the undertaker um group who use high heels with shock boost to get a leg up on the competition and they kidnap Makoto, which is just kind of random and and they're like, you want you want her back? You have to win us this parkour race. And if we win, we get your boat. And they're doing it for views because hashtag clout. And then they lose because Hibiki and Uta can ride the bubbles. And then I just got flashbacks of Ride Your Wave. And honestly, same energy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, especially with the like surfing down a building vibe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely see that.
0: Yeah, same energy. Um, actually, pretty much same film, just rewritten and reverse characters.
1: <laughs> Better animation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Not that
1: stupid coffee scene. <laughs> I tried to bring it up. Now I'm pissed again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: I'm still mad over that.
0: Mm. Um, and then fight happens. They lose. Uh, Uta then. It kind of gets kidnapped by red bubbles, red bubbles are bad bubbles. we like blue bubbles, not red bubbles and would you take the rue bubble, the rue bubble or the boo bubble what? <laughs> i was I was going for the red pill the, the, blue the, pill the, joke, but my brain just stopped well you have the you have the brain cell this week, so
1: the the rue bubble and the boo bubble, yeah <laughs> oh my god I love it
0: I love it so much. <laughs> Um, uh, I suppose it would be the rue bubble and the bed bubble or oh, the blood huh? bubble Then nobody wants a blood bubble that's bad <laughs> it's a bad time
1: so yeah Uta gets kidnapped by red bubbles because red bubbles bad red I mean obviously stuff. red mean bad we, we know Star Wars red means Sith red bad
0: red bad <laughs>
1: blue good blue good and so hibuki and everybody else is like all right we gotta climb tokyo tower and we gotta get there although nobody's managed to climb tokyo tower before but we're gonna do it and then we get some of the most sick parkour animation i think i've ever seen period yeah because this whole scene was excellent so they they get their hands on the undertaker's jet boots because Mm -hmm. you know why not
0: i thought there was going to be more to that actually that particular moment, because the Undertaker leader says to them, do you want to buy these? And because he was trying to get their boat earlier, I kind of got the vibe that he was going to be slimy to the end. So they were going to buy the boots. They were going to go try and save Uta from the red bubbles. And then at the end of the film, when everything's kind of resolved, you see the Undertakers like riding off in the boat. Like they had traded the boat for the, boot, the shoes, you know? But it never came but to if anything. anything.
1: they They owed them for saving their lives because they picked up their boat and saved them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Very convoluted story just to have a anti-gravity parkour fight in the air with bubbles just to save a chick. And then for her to, in return, save Hibuki and then bubbles.
0: And then bubbles. Yeah. um, Yeah. So Uta ends up turning into a bubble at the end of the film. So we find out that Uta and her evil twin (laughs) um, were the original, some of the original bubbles to come down in the explosion and kind of the two entities, I guess, like Uta is the good entity. Then there is red version of her, which is bad entity. And then they're over the city and Uta is singing and Hibiki can hear her with, he's at the top of Tokyo tower and and he can hear her. And so he goes up to the window and he says, I can hear you. And her bubble comes down to him and uh, they, and he like starts singing her song and at the end, they kind of say that that made the red bubbles mad, that made her evil twin mad, and because of that, the explosion happened. Which they don't elaborate on at all. They don't tell you why the bubbles are there in the first place. They don't explain why that would make the red bubbles mad. They don't. None of this is explained. So it's just his hypothesis is all we're left with. And then uh, when she's fading away into bubbles, he kind of like is putting all the pieces together slowly throughout the film. Um, and she's dying, fading into all these bubbles, and then he's crying, and she then turns into just the one bubble that she was at the beginning. But, but, but her... Like, she also gains her physical form when she saves him by giving him, effectively, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when he falls off of Tokyo Tower in the beginning of the film, five years after the explosion. That's when she gains her physical form. So... But then every time she touches him, she then turns into bubbles again. Like, none of this is explained. And it's just kind of on reflection, very confusing when you're in the moment. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of with you. You know, you're just kind of going along with the plot of the film. In hindsight, nothing makes sense.
1: Yeah, don't get it.
0: Yeah, literally nothing is explained. Um, And anyway, the film ends in kind of a, in my opinion, a a cop out. (laughs) Because he's then running through parkour course. And she's a bubble and she's following him and you can hear them laughing and talking, but she's only in bubble form. And I was just left thinking that must be so... That's got to be like torture because they've fallen in love with each other towards the end of this film, right? Like he tries to kiss, her, but he can't because she are turned into bubbles. They've fallen in love with each other. They've both admitted it, but she has no physical form. She's a bubble. Like, like a... she's the literal bubble. And he's, uh, I'm going to put him at like 17. He's a teenager. So he's probably going to fall out of love with this bubble at some point, but she's a bubble, and she's following him around, and he is the only person that can hear her with his hypersensitive hearing. Well, I suppose there's probably other people with hypersensitivity that might be able to hear her, but in his life, he is the only person that can hear her. So he's, like, (laughs) going to be, like, 20 years old or whatever, and he's like, okay, I want to, like you know move on from this bubble situation but i've just got this random bubble girl following me around and i'm the only one who can understand what she's saying i'm gonna sound fucking crazy like i was like this sucks for him like it's horrible
1: no no he gonna love bubble forever because that is how romance stories work
0: i was like no this sounds like actual like Torture, Like, this sounds like this sucks. Like, it would have been better like, I hate to say it, it would have been better if she had just died, disappeared into nothing and then he could grieve and move on with his life instead of just being stuck with her and she must be heckin' frustrated being stuck as a bubble while the man that she loves is growing up and trying to get away from her because he doesn't want to be with a bubble. Like...
1: But he could always pop the bubble. <laughs> Didn't think that one through, did you? If just, he got tired of the bubble, just...
0: just- just murder her. But then he's gonna feel so bad. Like
1: <laughs> But obviously he still loves her, so he wouldn't pop the bubble.
0: No, but like that's he's like seventeen. Like this is puppy love. Like I just No no.
1: This is storytelling. It's real love.
0: Oh I it's just one of those things, like the Little Mermaid ends with her turning into white horses and it's sad and it makes you feel sad, but it's a reserve it's a resolution. There's a, a final complete ending. This feels like part 1.
1: I'd be down for a sequel.
0: I wouldn't. I'm done. I don't want any more.
1: I make the schedule. You act like you have a choice. <laughs> oh, <that's true.
0: laughs> it's so beautifully done and you really get wrapped up in the story as you go along, but the the ending just frustrates me. It's a cop out.
1: I agree. They they could have done something different. We all saw it coming. I'm not left with the same feeling of, I guess, like, sad satisfaction like I was at the end of I Want to Eat Your Pancreas.
0: I would have even taken a cheesy happy ending where he kisses her at the end of the film and gives her body back. And it's like every time his lips touch her or he breathes life into her. Like, what if he gives her mouth to mouth and literally blows her up like a bubble sack? Like, that's fine. <laughs>
1: You know, maybe that's the issue. Maybe (laughs) he just needs to go try to drown again, and then she can come back, and then the cycle can just repeat itself.
0: Yeah, she's, she's. oh, God, I can't make that joke. I can off the air. You have to edit this out. Okay. I just made a terrible joke, and you guys are never going to be able to hear it.
1: Damn, what kind of joke was that? What the hell? It
0: was a (laughs) a bad one. That's what it was.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: To be honest, though, if you're an adult- If you're an adult and you're looking at the concept of the film, I don't think it would take too many jumps for you to get to the same joke. Oh, I did want to say that there was one really good callback in the film. At the very beginning of the film, Usagi, who's like one of the younger parkour guys in the group, um, like very beginning when they're kind of establishing characters, they say, oh, who raised you? And he says, "Um, no one, same as you guys. And then at the end of the film, all of the guys are like, we need to go save Uta. And he's like, are you kidding? You're going to freaking die. And they, like, give him the jacket and, like, join us, one of us. Um, and he gets peer pressured into it. And he goes, are you kidding? Who raised you guys? And it's a good callback, like, from the very beginning to the end of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's valid. Mm-hmm. That, that was good.
0: Yeah, that was, that's, okay. So, what do you rate it? Uh, like a five.
1: After all of the jokes. That one <laughs> joke in particular, a
0: five. five i will i like kai kai is the team leader and he's a he's a kind of a weirdo but also um he's a good team leader and i like the establishing fact of team leaders in sports situations don't have to be the best players good they just have to be the best leader
1: he gives me cat vibes from fruits basket
0: he gives me cat vibes just from like a cat
1: okay valid
0: yeah He's grumpy and then wants pets and then gets jealous and then wants more pets and then is grumpy again.
1: He's just jealous because Makoto likes Hibuki and he's being left out because he has a crush on her and it's a really weird love triangle.
0: Except that Makoto doesn't like Hibuki romantically. She's just fascinated by his hearing ability and she's all like science brain. That's
1: fine. It's
0: fine. Anyway, what did you you rate it? Did you say?
1: No, I did not say. Say. I don't know. Like I'm I'm very conflicted because on one hand I really like the animation. Overall, animation was stunning. It's just some parts were way too jumpy than others. Mm. The music aspects of it, I really enjoyed. The soundtrack oh, yeah. was excellent.
0: I'm with you for that.
1: And like eighty percent of the plot was excellent. Twenty percent of it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very I'm very conflicted. Like it's. Normally, typically as soon as we ask, like I'll just spit out something, but I, I don't I don't know. Like I still feel like I need time to ponder and reflect on what I would actually give it. Cause I don't I feel like I'm being too harsh if I give it anything less than like a six and a half or a seven. Mm-hmm. Because overall, like I found a lot of enjoyment in the film. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people made it out to be. I definitely don't think it's a five.
0: I just the plot's dumb. I can't get over the plot. It's dumb.
1: But you spoke highly of everything else.
0: Well, not really. I mean, the animation is pretty, but then it's jarring. The plot is dumb. They give away the ending at the beginning of the film. There are a couple good jokes. The parkour is cool. Like, it's not... It's just kind of, like, I I hate the ending. (laughs) It's dumb. (laughs) I don't like it. I can't give it high just because it's pretty.
1: Sure you can.
0: No, I can't.
1: Sure you can. You claim all the time that I'm the animation one of the bunch, but yet you're the one that's like, ah, pretty.
0: Yeah, well, it is pretty, but the plot sucks. And? And that's like a a core part of film. And? What do you rate it? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Get back with me next week after we watch Odd Taxi and I might have an answer.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll let you sit on it. I'm going to put you as a tentative 6.5 question mark at the moment, because that's what you said is the minimum that you could rate. And we'll see how you feel.
1: I don't know. You may get back to me next week and I might be like, fuck it, five. Who knows?
0: (laughs) Who knows? At the moment, it's a tentative 6.5.
1: At this point, it's a tentative. Brad doesn't know what his brain even wants right now.
0: I... I'm the one with the spreadsheet open, so you're at a six point five question mark.
1: I'm looking at the spreadsheet, and I could also very easily change that six point five to whatever I want it to be.
0: Fine, change it then. What do you want it to be?
1: Nah, I'm too lazy. <laughs> also, I don't know what I want it to be. I don't know what it is to me yet.
0: Mm, it's dumb. That's what it is.
1: I have commitment issues. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> so will he be kept? You find out. The girlfriend's a bubble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I about made a joke. I'm not doing it because I'm going to forget to edit it out. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm done. Let's wrap this
1: up. Plug time. Plug time. You can find Blue on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And she also has an Instagram for... Tilly at the best Tilly Bean because everybody needs some adorable doggo photos in their life.
0: Yeah, and if you like Brad, you can find him on Twitch and Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. And we also have podcast stuff at BNB Anime on Instagram, Twitter, and all other socials that you're curious about checking. We also have a website, www.bnbanime.com and a YouTube channel, which is under the same BNB Anime stick that we kind of have going across the board. If you are currently listening to this on the YouTube channel, you are one week behind our audio listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite other listening platform. I did things out of order, so I got to a point where I'm at the end, but it didn't feel like the end. But that's the end.
1: Uh, you forgot the website. We also have a website, website www.bnbanime.com.
0: I, I think it, uh, okay, maybe I didn't. Either way, we have shit on the website. Go check it out.
1: Yeah, you can find all the things on the website, Links to quite literally everything, even shit that we don't use anymore, like Discord.
0: <laughs> yeah, we literally only use Discord to start our calls.
1: That That's literally it. And it's not even to start a call. We just, like, here's the link to Squadcast, and then we just use Squadcast, much to our producers' dismay, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then we send memes and pictures.
1: That, that's literally it. That's just our primary mm-hmm. way of communication until it comes to actually having to speak. And then we're like, mm, nah, how about no? <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. yep. I say that. I'm on Discord literally every single fucking day talking to all of the stream homies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but outside of that, as far as this podcast goes, nah, fam. Yep. That
0: everything?
1: That's everything. All right. So thank you all so much. That was delayed.
0: <laughs> That's because I now have the brain cell. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Fine, you can do the outro. I'm done. I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> Fine. Thank you guys so much for listening. Brad and I greatly appreciate it. We will be back next week with old taxi? Question mark. That's what had, so I'm going with that. Oh, <laughs> I can't read. Odd Does you say old taxi? <laughs> yeah, I can't don't, read. Don't you
1: start with me. <laughs> obviously
0: <laughs> it's an old taxi now Odd taxi um and yeah uh, be excited for that if you want to watch it before we watch it it's on crunchyroll because you know we're probably gonna watch it the day before the podcast goes out we'll see bye
1: bye <laughs>